Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Attention Ditto Heads. Attention Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the Soul of Excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now here's Bo Snurdly. A Rush Hour. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, with you here on WABC. If you'd like to be part of the program today, all you have to do is dial 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. Avery's here during the week. This could be fun. And, of course, my man Rich... Rich, quick pop quiz. I say the words Fort Sumter to you. What comes to your mind? Uh, that would be the Civil War. You're right. This is what happens when you talk to the older guys. Okay, they <laughs> That's like, right. <laughs> they know. Okay. And so this day in history, ladies and gentlemen, began America's bloodiest internal conflict in 1861, the Civil War. And you have some people today that are calling for a national divorce. And divorce the red states from the blue states, which to me, frankly, makes no sense. We are the United States. We fought a bloody war to keep it the United States. The political process is what it is. But today began that conflict when General PGT Beauregard opened fire on Fort Sumter. You know, in this day, I'm looking at it. This is a good, in, in history, there's a lot of stuff going on today. In 1945, FDR died. You know, there were people, if you were 16 years old when FDR was, if you were born and you spent your whole life until you were a teenager, 16 with FDR as the president, Yuri Gagragan became the first man in space. In 1633, Galileo was accused of heresy. And think about that for a minute. Think about who the new heretics are. If you believe 
that a man is a man and is a woman's a woman and that's that, then you're the new heretic. You're the one that's being accused of heresy today. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was jailed in Alabama. He wanted to be free, he wanted people to be free. He wrote the famous letter from a Birmingham jail during this tenure. Okay, here's another pop history quiz. Who do we try? Do we try Rich or do we try Scott? Well, Rich answered, let's try Scott. All right. Who was it that first, the American president that first introduced Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. to the Washington, D.C. political scene? It's a rather, this is a, a little... I, I admit. mean, the only one I'm going to say is JFK, but I don't know if that's right. Wrong! Richard Milhouse Nixon. Huh? Yep, it was Nixon. As what? As he was vice, vice? president okay. Yeah, of, with Eisenhower. We'll never get the credit for it because it doesn't fit the narrative. President Joe Biden has now his administration has released the strictest ever car emissions regulations. They would go in effect in 30, 30, uh, 30, uh, 2032. What would be the result if they get their way is that your gas vehicle would be a thing of the past. They are, these, rev- these regulations are to be revolutionary. They're to be so onerous as to force most American consumers into electric vehicles. And that, my friends, is the desire of what? The Green New Deal? Yes. It's supposed to reduce U.S. oil consumption these new regulations. I wonder how the oil company is going to feel about that. And it's supposed to, they're supposed to be so onerous as to, again, force you, they want to force you to give up your gas car in favor of an electric, in favor of an electric vehicle. Avery, you want to get you want you want an EV? You do you want an, uh, do you want an electric vehicle or do you uh, like driving around in a gas car? An electric vehicle? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a little hippie for me. <laughs> a little hippie. <laughs> I mean, well, well, you may not have a choice. It come, you, it come I mean, a long because, way. Yeah, I mean, do you like distance driving? That's my thing. The fear is, you know, being stranded in the middle of nowhere. When the battery goes dead or you lose juice. Or how about this? Remember all those people that got stuck in that cold wave in the blizzard and it was so cold the batteries stopped yeah. working? Yeah, like that's, yeah. The, that's, that's lose, the fear. They lose 40% of their range when it's cold out. So in cold weather, in Europe, with northeast states, it gets cold. They want to force you into these electric vehicles where in cold weather you're at greater risk. And um, and if you decide that you want to take a long-distance trip, you better be able to figure out where you're going to plug in and, and how long it's going to take you to recharge your car. You need a flex capacitor. 
What? A flex capacitor. <laughs> you didn't see Back to the Future, man? Oh! That's what it is. I saw it, I that was, that was in the back of that DeLorean. Okay. You're going to need something because your gas car is on the way out. This is uh, this is environmental tyranny, folks. The governor of Arkansas, Governoress Sarah Sanders, has signed a bill to stop criminals in prison who've been convicted of rape, first-degree murder, human trafficking, and a few other not nice things from being released early on parole. Boy, she would never make it in New York. She wants to keep the rapist in jail. She wants to keep the murderers in jail. She wants to keep the human traffickers in jail. Can you imagine? This is just like, she's the anti-Alvin Bragg. She's the anti-Soros Justice Project. All right, here's a guess. Let's just, let's just, here we go. Let's quiz the staff one more time. There are new figures out, ladies and gentlemen, new figures. You at you at home participate in this too. We have brand new figures out. Let me get my pen. Okay, on how much it's going to cost for every average public school student in New York in 2024 to educate per student, each student. Let's go around and take guesses. Scott, how much do you think it's going to cost to educate a single student in New York public schools next year? Is there a great, which grade? This is K through 12. 100,000. No, thankfully. Okay, Avery, how much do you think it costs per student? Um, I'm gonna say maybe I don't know a million five. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> he's got money to burn. <laughs> That's that, that homeschooling. <laughs> All right, Rich. <laughs> uh, I will guess. I'm going to guess about uh, 50 grand. Okay. Everybody's too high. Now, what does that say? Even to me, when I saw this figure, I said, I can't believe it costs this much, but you guys are all coming in higher. In 2024, fiscal year, the New York City Department of Education is slated to spend, ding, 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 $37,533 per student. Now, go. But but I think about that for a minute. You send little Johnny or Jamil, or I don't know whether I'm Johnny or Jamil, to kindergarten. And little Johnny or Jamil, or I don't know whether I'm Johnny or Jamil, goes and they play with crayons. They put their head on the desk and have a pretend nap. Maybe they eat some lunch. Maybe. And then um, they they get a piece of paper and they draw a few little things with crayons. And then, you know, they get a hall pass and go to the bathroom if they don't wet themselves. 
and they come back in class and go home, and then that cost you, per kindergarten student, $30,533 per year. Meanwhile, New York has hundreds, and I'm not exaggerating, of failing schools, where each student now, it costs almost thirty, almost $38,000 to send a kid to school, per kid. And that comes as 38% of New York's third through eighth graders, only 38% of them, only 38% meet proficiency levels on the English test. More than half of them can't even speak English at grade level. And enrollment is dropping, and the price is going higher. Does that make sense to any of you? Okay. I love this story from ABC News. When I read this story, I laughed. I could not. I laughed myself silly. Some experts fear rise in medical misinformation following RFK Jr.'s presidential announcement. A growing number of medical experts and healthcare officials are concerned. They're concerned. They're very worried, my friends, about a rise in medical misinformation. Following the announcement by Democrat Robert F. Kennedy Jr., an anti-vaccine activist, that he is running for president. Are you kidding me? As much disinformation that the mainstream press generated and put into the public square during the entire COVID pandemic, as much misinformation was allowed to flourish on social media, along with censorship from doctors who were trying to warn everybody and nurses and others in the medical profession about what was really going on. You're worried now, you say, about misinformation because this anti-vax Kennedy is running? After what you did to the world with your politicized COVID reporting, now you're worried about misinformation? How quaint is that? Yeah, remember he just said Sarah Sanders wants to keep the rapists and murderers in jail? How about this story? Suspect arrested in New York City smoke shop execution, and that was caught on tape, was out on bail. Thank you, Alvin Bragg. Thank you, Soros District Attorneys. He was out on bail for shooting at police officers, and they bailed him out anyway. He goes to a smoke shop and just executes another guy. 30 hours prior, he had gotten out of jail on bail. This is Alvin Bragg's New York City. Let, he shot cops and they released him on bail. He goes out and murders again. 
And meanwhile, Alvin Bragg tells us the biggest threat to democracy is Donald Trump. We must put Trump away forever and ever. Because, you know, Trump Trump did something and gave money to a, a porno star so that she would keep her mouth shut instead of her mouth open. Which we don't want to delve into deeply either. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, WABC Talk Radio 77. We'll be coming back to your telephone calls and to a lot more news here on WABC. Don't go away. Is on the air. Attention, Ditto Heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Rush on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Game changer. This was a game changer in American contemporary music. The one. And only Herbie Hancock, who is celebrating his 83rd birthday today. Happy birthday, Herbie Hancock. Hard to believe. That's Chameleon. And Chameleon just takes you through a journey, a musical journey. Of course, we don't have time to play the whole thing here, but it was a game changer and is. 83 years old, Herbie Hancock. So, 16 weeks. We have 16 weeks to go. What happens in 16 weeks, you may ask? What happens in 16 weeks? In 16 What weeks, happens in 16 weeks? Yep. First Republican presidential debate will be hosted by Fox News. And you know where it's going to be streamed? It's going to be streamed on Rumble. The RNC uh, uh, came up with a deal with Rumble that they'll be the exclusive streaming service for the Republican presidential primary debates. I, I sent a, I sent a little uh, a DM over to a Don Bongino. Don is uh, one of the owners of Rumble. Just congratulating him. This is huge. Dan, this, Dan Bongino. That's what I said. Dan Bongino. Okay. I didn't say Don. Did I? You did. Dan. I don't know why I said Don. Dan Bongino. Congratulating them, because this is really incredible. And you know what I hope I hope happens this year? When it's time, when we finally arrive at that point, where it's time for the presidential to, debates to take place after both conventions are over, first of all, the Democrats better hope that they can get out of Chicago unscathed. Because that, they're holding their convention in Chicago this year. I mean, what do you do? Do you tell everybody coming, bring your own Kevlar? But assuming the Democrats can get out of Chicago and head into the presidential cycle, 
I really hope this year the Republicans refuse to play ball. I hope that this League of Women Voters nonsense comes to an end with these with these horribly biased presidential debates where they just put up these mainstream media hacks who hate Republicans anyway, and then they pretend for one night that they're non-biased. Our Republicans say, no, we're not going to participate. We're going to do it differently. America deserves real debates, not what we have seen in the presidential cycle. But anyway, in a mere 16 weeks, Tim Scott has announced that he is uh, doing a presidential exploratory committee. That means he wants to start raising money without uh, announcing. And I don't know. I like Tim Scott, but Tim, your chances of never mind. I let me be nice. Joe Biden's DOJ has told law enforcement that they that the judicial system there was this transgendered activist that vandalized Catholic churches. And I mean truly now normally this would be a hate crime. No jail time. That's the recommendation. Oh, don't make him go to jail. Poor misguided little thing. Rich, in the soundbites yesterday, Rich, we had the uh, Budweiser girl. I'm sorry, woman. I don't mean to be, you know, old school and start using the word girl when I should use the word woman. I apologize. We had the Budweiser marketing lady. And uh, she was telling us all why she, you know, changed the uh, changed the marketing strategy. And now we are starting to get some numbers on what this little adventure into wokeness has cost Budweiser. How much? So far, three billion dollars. Oh, that's a lot of beer, my friend. That is a lot of beer. So far, their stock has has tanked by three billion dollars, and people are at. But I don't know whether they're worried or not. I would be. And there's a big story in the Daily Mail today that the transgendered woman who just i mean this woman just can't stay out of publicity and 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 a lot of these women's products are going to her she's got old lay she had um nike of course incensed some of their customer base she goes around saying how many days she's been a woman and now there's a backlash too in conservative media where conservatives women Accounting the days that they've been alive and saying, this is how long I've been alive. Where's my sponsorship? But the the uh, Budweiser marketing guruess said she wanted to get rid of the, the fratty, the fratty image of Bud Light. And she, I guess, is doing well because... There are a lot of people that are not drinking 
But like now, the stories that I read today said that in New York, there's been no different in sales. It's like this is happening elsewhere, not in New York. But apparently the stock price, the the stock price over at um, Budweiser, Anheuser-Busch, Shares have tumbled 4%. And apparently they're down again today. $3 billion off their market cap. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, coming back. Yes, we're going to get to your calls. There's so much more out here. Including the Secretary of the uh, Defense... Well, we don't know. We don't know who saw the classified documents. We don't know anything. Oh, did you know that we're actually borrowing ammunition? Did you know that we're borrowing ammunition? Because we don't have enough here. This is Joe Biden's administration. Our military has to go out and borrow ammo. How do you borrow? Once you use it, it's not really... Well, because we don't have enough stockpile. It's not really good after you've used it. So, I mean, they're kind of... No, 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 we don't have enough... So you can't in... really give it back. You can't borrow it and give it... Well, I mean, I guess we're going to have to pay it back with money or something. Or give it back when we make some. But we don't have enough ammo for our military. Thank you, Joe Biden. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, WABC Talk Radio 77. Coming back right after this. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. This is The Rush Hour with Bose Nerdly on the Red Apple Podcast Network. One, two, three o'clock, four o'clock, rock. Five, six, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, rock. Nine, ten, eleven o'clock, twelve o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. But it's that right so Join me, honey. We'll have some fun when the clock strikes one. We're going to rock around the clock tonight. We're going to rock, 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 till broad daylight. And on this day in 1954, Bill Haley comments in the recording studio, cutting this song, which would become, of course, a rock and roll classic. Many people think this was the start, the real start, of the rock popularity in the United States and, of course, then spread around the world. On this day, 1954. So, Rich, did you find Bud, Bud Woman? 
Yes, I have Bud Woman here. Yeah, this is Bud Marketing Guru. The the this is Bud Karen. Let's listen to Marketing Bud Karen talk about why she wanted to ditch. Well, why she did what she did, giving this uh the special can and hiring on the trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. Go ahead. Here's Bud. Number Woman. one. You know, I'm a businesswoman. Yeah. I had a really yeah. clear job I'm to do when yeah. I took over Bud Light. And when it I was, this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time. And yep. if we do not attract the best-selling brand. young drinkers to come and drink this attract. brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. So I had this super clear mandate. It's like mm-hmm. we need to evolve and elevate. It's like super, this. super clear. Keep going. What else do you say? It's super incredibly clear. iconic brand, and yes. my what I brought to that was a belief. What I brought in, to that? Okay, what is what do, what does evolve and elevate mean? It means what does evolve and elevate mean? Tone. It means shifting having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women oh, and to men. And, and representation is it sort of the heart of evolution? You've got to see people who reflect you in the work and we had this hangover i mean bud light had been a brand of fratty kind of out of touch humor and it was really important we had like this i'm not going to pretend there isn't so much more work to do from a business results perspective and of course from a representation perspective but i feel like you you have to put your money where your mouth is when you're trying to evolve a brand and elevate it and bring in and like consumers. there are so a lot of people like putting their money like where their mouth is only like they're putting like another unevolved like like fratty kind of beer up to their mouth because they didn't want to like elevate and evolve like into the like new like paradigms of like you know inclusiveness in beer drinking like because our brand, which was only like the number one brand, was like was like not inclusive enough. So we're going to like change it. You know, get rid of those fratty men, those fratty white men. Come on, let's be honest. Nobody wants these fratty white men around. Three billion dollars. They've lost three billion dollars. I wonder if she has been called into a meeting yet to explain exactly what's wrong with those fratty men that aren't drinking their stuff anymore. Well, I don't know. She's got to have knots in her stomach looking at those. And, and, And I'm not, this is not schadenfreude, but really? Let's head to the telephone, shall we? Victor in New Jersey, let's start with you. What is on your mind this afternoon? Good afternoon, Bo. Two questions. One, you lead by example. Why isn't Uncle Joe riding around in an electric beast hooked up to a trailer with a giant battery? The second question is also, do they have solar panels on the roof of the White House? Now, I think they do have solar panels on the roof of the White House, by the way. I'm trying to remember. I recall reading that somewhere ages ago. But your point is a good one. If you've ever seen the presidential motorcade, the full Mm -hmm. presidential motorcade. Exactly. Its length will surprise you. And they are not Mm -hmm. EVs. 
Okay, exactly. if you look at the exactly. cost, every time Joe Biden gets on Air Force One, he's over in Ireland right now. He can't make it for the King's coronation. He's sending Joe there. I wonder if Joe's going to invite Iowa State basketball team to join her there. But anyway, um, Joe's going to go to the coronation by herself because apparently Joe Biden has this thing about England and he doesn't want to go there to witness King Charles become King Charles. Uh, you know, and I don't post these other stories. Apparently, little Harry's going, and Harry's going to leave the the mouth. I'm sorry, I didn't say the mouth. He's going to leave the wife at home, and he's going over there by himself. So he's he can go over there to hang out in Ireland to celebrate the uh, the the peace treaty that was signed. But he can't make his way over to the king's coronation, so he's going to send Jill for that. Because did, didn't they make him sit in the back of the room for the queen's funeral? This payback for that? Wasn't that a thing? You no, know, Scott. Ooh, I have forgotten about that. He came over there, and they put his butt near the back. They didn't. So maybe this is a little payback. Like, hey, King Charles, go sit on this, pal. <laughs> But then again, does Joe Biden even remember that he was over there? That's also true. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it was a long time ago. It was. was that was like more than. Like, yeah. That was like six months ago. <laughs> but you, but but to your point, of course he's not going to lead the way with electric vehicles. Just like John Kerry goes all over the world telling us that we have to stop using all this electric, all this carbon inducing you know jet fuels and everything else but he flies private why because i'm john curry of course i'm not gonna fly with you peasants in first class i'm gonna i don't even want to fly in first class with you peasants i'm gonna fly on my own plane away from all of you i don't want your germs i don't want to be near you people but you people need to calm down your use of fossil fuels but not me like obama it's like all of them that go around and parade this Green New Deal stuff. They're not going to stop living large. I will never forget this. And I have to find this reference because there are people here who would doubt my veracity. And you shouldn't. But I remember reading this. When, when Obama was in Africa for one of his tours in Africa, he had the nerve, the absolute nerve to complain about some of the African nations developing so quickly and that they were going to be all air-conditioned societies and how bad it was for the environment. And then he hops aboard air-conditioned luxury Air Force One and heads back home. Do you remember the permit that he was in disputing with Martha's Vineyard about for his giant propane tank that was so big that the island had no per- permitting process to get this this propane tank put in, in his new house? You remember that story? Yeah, I mean, again, <laughs> these guys, they tell you, yeah, no, 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 we, no, no, forget your gas car. You people are using up too much gas. They're not giving up their cars. In fact, they want to take your gas stole from you. Kathy Hochul's another one. Wants to take your gas stove for you while she cooks on gas when she wants to, if she actually does the cooking. These people are all hypocrites. Hypocrites of the first order. But you, you're supposed to give up your luxuries because you are the peasants, and they know better 
what's good for you. You're the peasant class, and they're the royalty. And it's just, I bet you some of them long for the old days when they had absolute power, like like King Henry, King Henry VIII, where they could just say, off with your head if you don't like it. Off with your head. James Golden, A.K. Snurley. More of your calls coming up. It's Bo Snurley's Rush Hour on WABC. Don't go away. an alleged rape victim in accusing the movie star Gerard Depardieu of sexually inappropriate behavior. Depardieu, who made his name in such hits as Green Card, The Last Metro, is saying these claims are false. The numbers are piling up. And some of them have pretty, pretty, pretty dramatic accusations about what he did with his hands on parts of their bodies, unwanted. So they claim. Let us get back to the telephone. Christine in New Jersey. How are you, Christine? I'm good, James. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you, and always better now that I hear from you. How are you? What's going on? What's new? Nothing. We want to know when you're coming in to visit us. People keep asking us when you're coming into the restaurant. Well, here's the thing. I don't have a date yet. These six-day weeks are so grueling. However, I'm going to plan. I just I keep saying this, but I am going to plan something. It'll have to be, I don't know. It, it's definitely going to be, things are getting warmer, springtime is here, so maybe we'll just do a special springtime deal. Tell everybody where the restaurant is, because this is in New Jersey, this is the spot. Yep. yep, it was slow today, so I got out early, so I'm able to sit and listen to your show. I was so excited, because I don't always get to listen, even though I want to. We're in um, Ogdensburg, 334 Main Street, um, between Sparta and Franklin. Well, you got to give your name, baby. It's just I'm sorry. I called to ask you a question, not not just say, hey, come to my restaurant. It's called Gemma's Country Kitchen. And me and Jen are there every day working our butts off. 
And we have a lot of fans that go to Jimmy's Country Kitchen. They come from as far away as Connecticut, from Long Island. Your place is famous now. Yes. And and like I said, they keep saying, you got to call them again and tell them to come in and tell them to come in. So I said I I would call, so that's why I called. Okay, I think we'll have a party at your place. And what was the question that you had? So it was, I have two, actually. One is about when you were talking about... um, Biden's Green New Deal and um, with the cars being in effect by 2032. Right. And what I want to know is if that goes through, can another administration like put the kibosh on that and get rid of yes. it moving yes. forward? They can. This is why so 2024 is such an important and critical election. These regulations yeah. and they, these things have to be rolled back. If he's able yeah. to get it in, they have to be rolled back. Otherwise, we are in trouble. So, yes, they can be rolled back. That leads me to my second question. And, of course, I can't remember. Um, oh, yeah. The, the, have you heard of the, the guy Vivek Ramaswamy? Of course, running for the Republican nomination. Vivek is out talking yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Are you liking him? Because I'm kind of liking the stuff that I hear him talk about. I like a lot of This is why I think this presidential cycle is going to be interesting. Look, you've got people there. Now, I know Nikki Haley has a lot of people that she's kind of annoyed. But Nikki Haley has so far running. Ron DeSantis is presumed to be running, but he hasn't announced. Tim Scott is saying, yeah, I want to do an exploratory committee. And, of course, Donald Trump is in the mix. And Asa Hutchison. So, so far, we might have five people on the stage, but six people if Mr. Ramaswamy can convince folks that he's a legitimate candidate, which he is. Yeah, yeah I'm afraid that he's saying things that some people aren't going to necessarily agree with, even though deep down inside there it's true. Like, there, they, there's things that should be addressed, but people are so afraid now with everything woke and all that stuff. I think that's what's going to get him, because even people who are who are on the right are still not quite ready to relinquish some things, which I won't even say, but... Um, they weren't ready for Donald Trump either. Let's remember that. That's so true. So sometimes that's plain speaking can actually help you break through the noise. That's very true. Christine, yep. so thank you, my darling. Oh. Always a pleasure, my dear, to hear from you. Jimmy's Country Cooking? Yeah, we're going to have a party there. Sal in Staten Island, New York. How are you, Sal? I'm doing pretty okay, except it's breaking my heart what's happening to this once greatest country in the world. Now, the bottom line is Alvin Bragg he thinks he's above the law. He's, he's not. He's certainly above 300 pounds. He's drunk with power. Then again, after all the food he's stuffed in his sad face, he has to wash it down with something. Okay, let but me just say this to you. I'm not doing this whole fat shame thing. If you want to talk about Alvin Bragg, you want to talk about the issues, that's fine. I don't do this whole name-calling This whole, oh, he's fat, let's do fat jokes thing. That's not what this show is about. So I would ask people, if you want to talk about somebody, you know, yeah, we can be sarcastic, but not about the way people look. You know, let's not go there. That's just so low. Let's stay away from that. Oh, this is the ultimate betrayal. Um, Hunter Biden sold drugs when he was in the military. He jeopardized everybody on that ship. And the civilians, it could have made 9-11 look like a Sunday picnic. 
And the bottom line is he gets $3 billion at a talk show, and American veterans are out of the elements eating and drinking out of garbage cans. In New York City, the richest city in the world, is still the only major American city, does not have a retirement home for its American veterans. That is the ultimate betrayal. There are so many betrayals, my friend, like that. Um, you look at the plight of elderly people being thrown out of their uh, retirement homes, assisted living homes. And I've been highlighting that one case of this 94-year-old woman with dementia who's on hospice and yet thrown out because Medicaid refused anymore to pay for her being there. There are a lot of things in this society that have to be answered for. And you name one of them. Quickly, Sandra in New Jersey. How are you, Sandra? Oh, good afternoon, James. You were speaking about Robert F. Kennedy earlier, and I happen to like him a lot, and I like what he stands for, and I like the books that he wrote, one, the real Anthony Fauci. But my question to you is, if we had to have a Democrat president, I would be happy with him, but that's not my question. Do you think he could be a good candidate to run with Donald Trump? No. I don't think so. I, I think that there is... Look, there's so much hatred already for Donald Trump. And you combine that with the hatred that people in the left have for Robert F. Kennedy. There was an article the other day saying this guy's a whack job. His whole family hates him. These people, look, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., regardless of what you think about him, is probably the most smeared Democrat that you will ever see. He is in a class by himself because he's gone up against conventional wisdom when it comes to autism and vaccines and now the COVID vaccines. We have asked to have him on the show. And I would love to have him on the show so he can just talk directly to people and let people make up their own minds. We got to go. May God bless and protect each and every single one of you and your families, my dear friends. Gratitude and love to you. God willing, I'll be here tomorrow at 4 o'clock. See you then. Bye.